You're listening to The Bottom Bible. I'm Katie. I'm Vanessa. This is a weekly podcast brought to you by a couple of bottom-loving bitches who want to talk about sex, relationships, current events, pop culture, and everything in between. Thanks for listening. To tell me what you want from me. I, I really need it. I, I really need it. Hello. Hi. Welcome to The Bottom Bible. I'm Katie. I'm Vanessa. And uh, we're back. You're welcome. Again. Once again. Always and forever. Yes. Can't can't shake us. I was going to try to get an example, name an example, like something. And then I was like, I can't think of anything. Like herpes. Once you have it. Like herpes. Can't get rid of it. Can't shake it. Um, <laughs> Except, like you pointed out, you guys came back though, so you came back. That's true. That's. I mean, I don't know. I mean, who's stalking who? I don't know. That's that's for a court to decide. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have a very exciting episode that is coming up the week after this one so we thought we would give you an equally exciting and enticing episode this week um because the week after next will be our 100th episode which is one hundo crazy y'all it's crazy and this week we're going to from the genius of vanessa's brain we're going to talk about our firsts like our first time first dates first yeah, um, other things that we'll get other... to no spoilers first. no spoilers la, come on la, la. Um, but um first before that yes there is first, a piece of first firstly before the first firstly something happened to me uh right before we started recording this episode well not before so we had to, not before we started recording but before katie and i talked for an hour before we start, started recording yes, always um i okay the, there's a disgusting heat wave happening in this area it's a little better today but it's pretty much a nightmare um and the only thing worse well not the only thing look being hyperbolic the only thing worse than (laughs) a heat wave is when your trusty fan breaks during the heat wave she just gave up she's just like no i'm done fuck off tired and just stopped (laughs) stopped working so okay cool 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 uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, Bed Bath and Beyonce came through. I found a nice tower fan for forty dollars. Mm. Has a remote control. I will never use, but it's there if I want it. Yeah. Uh, do curbside pickup. Bought it all online. Went up. Went there. Called. Bip. Bop. Boop. They put it in my trunk. Done. Breezy, breezy beautiful. Great. But then I had to like. Ugh, you know how sometimes you've had an appliance or something plugged in and like like there's like an archaeology dig that starts to get that starts to happen mm-hmm. because the cord is at the very bottom of what has become yes. a huge pile of shit yes that you've collected and just don't want to move or get rid of or organize or fold or clean so you just ignore it okay well, the fan cord was stuck somewhere underneath like this pile of clothing that I keep meaning to go through and clear out, but I haven't. So it takes me a while to untangle it and get it out. Okay, so I get the old fan out. 
fold up some things, almost kind of like straighten up some things. Great. But then I have to build the, put the new fan together and then get it installed. And I'm doing all of this without a fan on. So I am a hot sweaty mess, which explains some of my appearance that only Katie is privy to right now. Um, But I got it installed. It was great. So I take, there's a couple bags of trash that I I got like little shopping bags, kind of full of trash and the fan, the old fan. So I grab everything in two hands and I go outside, take it to the garbage can. And I walk out the front gate. There's an archway and then the trash cans are right there. So I walk to the, walking to the, the trash can as I pass through the archway, I walk fucking eyeballs first into a spider web. <gasps> it's not in my hair. It goes across my oh. eyes. Oh, you're like, oh, I was like I, Batman, what? but no, Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, like eyeball first, like Spider-Man and Batman had some fucked up baby and it did the splits across my eyes. Peter Parker of it all. Oh, my God. And so my hands are full and I can't drop any. For some reason, I don't drop everything. So all I do is, okay, I'm going to show Katie and she can describe what I'm doing. I just did this. Oh, no. Shaking her head. Just shaking it. Just a violent shaking of my head. A frown and a violent shaking of my head back Mm. and forth. And like kind of trying to get my shoulders to like go into my eyes somehow. And it was just a, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then I get closer to the trash can. I put everything down and I'm like pawing furiously at my eyes. But I could like feel it touch my eyeball. Oh, my God. It was so gross. And then I was like, was there because I walked through that archway to get into the house and there was no spider web. So that's a fresh spider web. Is there a spider in my hair? So then I just start slapping myself in the head trying to get invisible spiders out of my hair. I put everything in the garbage can and then I come back in, close the gate and I just like, am like rubbing my head and like furiously like batting at my eyes and uh, on my clothes and like patting myself off. I run inside, like wash my hands, wash my face, rebrush my hair and everything to make sure there's nothing that there wasn't. And then um, text a doctor boyfriend and was like, I just had a Charlotte Webb nightmare. Yeah, and he's like, "What happened?" I was like, "I walked eyeball first, eyeballs first into a spider web, yeah. eyes wide open into a spider web." Um, <laughs> and then I got all—I couldn't like calm myself down, so I came I to the kitchen and I got—I took a shot of whiskey right from nice. the bottle. I didn't even get Good. a glass. I was like, "No time for glasses." Do it. No time. Just swig a big like gulp of whiskey right out of the bottle, mm-hmm. and um, then was like, "Katie, you're not going to believe what happened." Oh my god. Saving it for the pod. Yeah. Eyeballs Uh, first. Yeah. I'm not a it was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Spider webs. I could feel it like in the inner and outer corner of the eyes. I walked tear duct. Right into like this with the spider like the Uma Uma Thurman pulp fiction dance. Oh my god. Except instead of fingers, it was spider webs. That's a nightmare. It was awful. That is like that is like oh God. Now, I am it. no longer frightened of spiders, but mm-hmm. I, I like don't like them on my person. Yeah, like I like to keep my space, you know. We have like, a deal. Live your life. I'll live my live life. Live your life. Live, laugh, larva. I don't think they have larva. Live, but laugh, live, larva. Live, laugh, live birth. I don't know. Yeah. Um, they have eggs. Not in my eyes. Like not in my eyes. I don't, I don't, I don't what want it in your arachnophobia. 
Yikes. What? I'm just going to wear full like goggles or scuba diving suit forever. <laughs> you mean like Animal Crossing and just like put the wildest yeah, things on I with can't. your normal day to day? I can't do I can't do it. Get a pair of goggles. Craft a pair of goggles. Um, God awful. Oh, God. That's awful. That is awful. Caught with both hands full. Couldn't draw. I had the fan well, no, no. in one hand and the two trash bags in the other. Couldn't yeah. let go of either of them. I could have let, easily let go of the trash bags, but I was afraid they were going to break. Right. Because they were just yeah. plastic bags. And then I was going to have just like hot garbage everywhere. Yeah. And spiders in my hair. Oh, God. Truly it's like Oscar one of those like um, uh, Arl Stein goosebump stories. Yeah. The girl with spiders like in her hair. Girl, oh, spiders in the eye. No, my, mm. And then I was like, what if my eyes like have spiders? What if my eyes have like spider coots? Well, spider cooties. Spider, spider cooties. It's awful. It was the hair, really. I, mm-hmm. I was like, there's yeah. a spider in there that's just waiting to come inside, make it, make a nest. Oh no, ma'am! Brush it out, brush it out with a with a fury, like a mommy dearest Ugh. moment to yourself. That hair. Oh god, mm. looks Boy. good. I can see your hair. I don't see webs. I don't see spiders. You're fresh. I see grays, but no spiders. No, you're fresh to death. She's up in a cute pone. Oh, I can never let my hair down again. No, that's always. I have a problem letting my hair down anyway. (laughs) Um, should should we get into this? Let's do this delightfulness that is this episode. Okay, the first. So we're going to hit our first hundred episode next week. So why not discuss uh, some various firsts? Now, I kind of made a list that it started, um, I was kind of trying to go in like somewhat chronological, like when sure. this may be happened, and then it went off the rails. So, yeah. I mean, let's just, let's just see where this takes us. Yeah. Let's um, do this. How about our first crushes? Our first crushes. Oh, I, I know mine off the top of my head. Let's um, hear it. Okay. So. We, I am the youngest of three. I am the baby. And um, my oldest sister, who is seven years my senior, she was best friends with our next door neighbor, like truly right next door to us. We shared a lawn. Um, And her name was Angie. And Angie had an older brother named... Hoas, Hoas. Um, for those of you that enjoy, uh, nailed it. <laughs> Wes looked like in my time, and I crushed on him from a very early age. I was very into the boys, very young. I think I was like four or five, and I used to walk out out in the backyard, and when I would see him, I would tell him that I loved him. Now, <gasps> thinking of this now, it's mortifying, but. Thinking of like a little five-year-old, if I was like, he was probably like 17, 18. He was much older than me. That's why you like them so much older. I love them older, you guys. Um, but I would be like, The Michael Caine of your kindergarten heart. I love you. And he would be like, hi, Katie. And like, that's pretty fucking cute. I'm mortified. But like, if I had like a little five-year-old telling me they loved me, like, that's so sweet and so that's cute. That's cute. Um, in defense of tiny little Katie. But he looked like a um is it jake ryan 
16 Candles. Oh, yeah. That's what he looked like. He was super okay. tall. He had dark, dark hair. Um, he was very cute. And he was Angie's older brother, Wes. And that was my very first first crush. Crush. Wow. Okay. Okay. I I don't remember if I had crushes at that early. Um, I am aware of the boys I was in school with. And I can't say that I had the romance for any of them or anybody else. Um, Not even like first grade, second grade? You didn't have like a boyfriend? No, no. Oh, I had a boyfriend. Um, His name was Ryan Brown. <laughs> in oh, <laughs> I I did not. I was, um, yeah, I think basically from the beginning, um, not super warm and welcoming. Okay, okay. okay I okay, am okay. a tough nut to crack, or so yes. I've been told. And this is by Dr. Boyfriend, who is a boy and approached me and asked me out and said that like yeah what did he oh god how does he say it he said something like yeah you don't really put the welcome mat out and I was like oh yeah why would I (laughs) Uh, for me it's much more of a Rapunzel like you want it climb yeah (laughs) and not because it's like some great prize but it's just like yeah like why would I make it why would I make it easy I'm not that kind of gal um I like an effort to be made. I need to like, you know, you need to like go on this quest. Yes. Um, jokes to you. Link. The princess Do is it. not in this castle. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't think I was like open to dating that young. Um, but I do remember. Oh, well, maybe. Okay. Here's the thing. My celebrity crush was very okay. early. I remember my okay. celebrity crush. We all know this. Boy George. Yeah. And this was like at a young age. This was probably like seven or eight. Yeah. And maybe that's the problem is that I didn't have any material to work with that was Boy George-esque. I liked him exotic. Yeah. Foreign. English. um, Better at makeup than me. Um, I do remember having like a slightly older crush. Like it, God, it may have been like. God, it must have – maybe it was right before – I also went to a very small school. Let me explain mm-hmm. this. My social circle was basically your school is your social circle. Yeah. Um, my fifth and sixth grade, I think there were 12 of us. Yeah. That's it. Two yeah. of us were girls. The rest were all boys. And these were boys that we'd already been to school with forever and ever. And mm-hmm. I didn't find any of them cute. Yeah. I'm sorry, boys, who were in fifth and sixth grade. I'm sure you're devastated. That fifth grade vixen me wasn't into you. Um, but I do remember like in junior high, I had a crush on a guy and I don't remember his name, but I remember that he looked like Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> I, I truly don't remember his name. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to sir. picture a person looking like Teddy Ruxpin and it's amazing. He had very like, it was a very like cherubic face but it was I think it was because he had the like blonde hair brown eye combo uh-huh. Uh-huh. that it gives that to me reads teddy bear okay not okay. like yeah. a like sexy hunky bear but like an actual teddy bear yeah, um, yeah and yeah. I think I just liked like I liked his Luke 
Oh, um, I love it. So not like a Jordan yeah. Catalano, but like a Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, we did not have a single fucking Jordan Catalano in my We day. didn't either. We had that similar schools. My school was fiction. fucking tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Tiny, um, tiny school. Yeah. I was, it's only goth. Um, there were no Jordan Catalano. And I guess in their defense, this, I think I was graduating high school when my so-called life came out. So the era of the Jordan okay. Catalano was right after my time. Like I, I predated yeah, 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 yeah. Jordan Catalano. Um, yeah. So Boy George and Teddy Ruxpin. Oh my God. That's beautiful. I'm so sorry, Dr. Boyfriend. Combo. You look like neither <laughs> of them. Although he does have, his eyes are hazel. He's not blonde, but he's kind of gingery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I stand by my type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine have been all over the place. I do like him tall, though. <laughs> and you're, this one isn't old. He's older, but he's not yeah. doing the Michael Caine for you. No, mm-mm. no. He's older than me, technically, but we did graduate yeah. in the same high school year because he was the end. He was like yes. the oldest always, mm-hmm. and I was the baby because I started a the year baby. early. The baby. Um, So that's fascinating. Yes, crush. Keeping this organized. And in maybe after the first crush comes Mm -hmm. the first kiss. Ah, okay. I remember mine. Um, I actually am the one that kissed him. Took it in matters into my own hands. Okay. So I remember this so vividly. Um, I remember his name was Kirk Tall. He had that, like, he did have a Jordan Catalano. He was not a Jordan Catalano, but he had that Jordan Catalano, like, long or, like, maybe, mm-hmm. like, Boy Meets World, Sean, long, um, shaggy brown hair. And I remember we had liked each other. We weren't, because he was one of my first boyfriends. We weren't dating, but I had lived, um, so, like, I grew up in Maryland, in this super, super small town, and... The next, our next door neighbors, the where Mr. West would have lived, um, they had an old, old like brick wall in front of their house, and we would sit there all the time. Because my best friend growing up was across the street, literally. Like I was two o three, she was two o four across the street. Me too. So we were. Oh, that's amazing. We were all hanging, and I was like. I talked to her. I told her, like, I, I want to kiss him. I want to kiss him. Like, I, why isn't he kissing me? So then I was like, well, I'm going to take a walk around the block. And then when I come back, I'm going to kiss him. And that's exactly what I did. I took a walk. <gasps> it was a long, I don't know why I decided that was the good idea. I had to, like, work myself up maybe. So I took a yeah. long walk around the block. And then I came back and I kissed him. That was my first kiss. I was love perfect. that. No tongues. Real simple. Just a peck. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, Okay. So when I was, I think it was in second or third grade, um, the school I went to was like an L shape. My elementary school was like a big Mm -hmm. L shape. And first, second, and third grade were one part of the L. Uh, Fourth, fifth, and sixth were the other part of the L. So the second and third graders and first, second, third graders, there was a little like nook kind of at the end of the building between those that L of their building and the library. So there was a little like fenced in area, but it was asphalt, but with a lot of trees hanging over it. So we used to like go and like, it was like a good shelter, like to play house. Cause it was kind of like a structure mm-hmm. sort of like a little like 
alcove area. So we also, we went from playing house there to playing wedding chapel. And we would have all oh these like fake ceremonies because there were so many trees and stuff that we would mm-hmm. get big branches or like, you know, like um, leaves and stuff off the trees. And we would make these little bouquets and boutonnieres and put them in That's our amazing. hair and stuff. So everybody took turns getting married, being the oh officiant, like Stop all this it. stuff. So when we would get at the end of every ceremony, there had to be a kiss. Now, I kissed a lot of boys and I don't remember who was first, but I remember like a couple of them. Like I remember one boy named Jamie. I remember like, um, God. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember if his name was like Pablo (laughs) or Pedro. I don't remember. It was either Pablo or Pedro. I can't remember. Um, those are two I remember marrying. I'm oh sure that God. we married multiples, but those are two that I remember. So I, one of those two could have been my first. I, it's, again, it was not passionate. It was just like screen kisses. It was, I was just uh, like, yeah, 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 dry <laughs> as a bone, pecs, but they were on the mouth, on the yeah. mouth or like just on the corner of the mouth. You know, we didn't want to get too graphic. Um, yeah. And then, like, that kind of lost its charm. And then all of a sudden, like, the monkey bars were where it yes. was at. Nobody made out of the monkey bars that I know of. That's so funny. I, like, I had completely forgotten that thing that you did as a small child in elementary school. You would find a corner, a certain little part of your playground, and mm-hmm. there would be some kind of, maybe it would be natural, like, trees. Maybe it would be some kind of, like, building or structure. Mm-hmm. And you would create this entire world out of it. I oh, now yeah. I'm remembering, and it was so we had. I went to a, a small. All my schools I went to were small as well, and it was we had these like tricycles that we could rent, and there was a front mm-hmm. playground and a back playground. It sounds like the school was big, but it was just it, it just had a lot of land. It was an old country club that they converted mm-hmm. into a school. Oh, so there was okay. a big thing nice. in the front, and it was like an asphalt. Um, and uh, they had these tricycles and we would rent, we couldn't rent them, but they would like, okay, we're going to unlock the tricycles you and check then you them could out. use the tricycles. Yeah. Yeah. Basically you know, rent the tricycles. That'll be $5. Um, so we had a, now I'm realizing, I don't think I really realized this as a child. It was a dumpster <laughs> growth, but we would use it as a drive-through. So we would take the tricycles and then we would pretend right. that it was like a drive-through, like a McDonald's. And then we would right, get right. our like orders. But now I'm like, oh, my God, these grimy ass fucking kids are like, let's go play circles around this fucking dumpster. And I was like, yeah, it was green. What was it? Oh, my God, it was a dumpster. <laughs> Not as cute as your wedding chapel at all. Well, here here comes the gritty part of my childhood. I remember the playground um, had a big, big oak tree kind of at the far end of it. And there was a big rock that um, you could. It was a flat rock so like two or three people could sit on it and sometimes we would use it as a table like we would sit around it and oh, yeah. use it kind of like as a dining mm-hmm. room table or something so this was when I, I assume like Miami Vice and stuff was on because we took I don't know how this game developed but I have a clear memory of us taking the acorns that had fallen fr- to the ground breaking them open with rocks and so that the inside <laughs> like mush we would put it in like these little cups and pretend it was drugs 
oh. the drugs that we saw in Miami Vice, which now I know would be cocaine. My God. And so we would pretend to be like we were always cops, though. Like nobody was ever the drug okay. dealer. Everybody wanted to be cops. So we would like put yeah. them places and be like, we found the drugs. And it's like, oh. oh, that's really mortifying that we played cocaine. My God. With the inside <laughs> of acorns. That's Different so times. on brand for this area. Different. Yeah. All these fucking oak trees. My God. Amazing. Okay. Um, I guess we're going to take it up to the next notch. Um, our first times. Ooh, okay. Which I think we've, I, I we've mean, done in an early, early episode. We've discussed in, in greater detail. So please go back yes. into our oeuvre and yes. uh, take a listen to that. But we'll we'll discuss briefly, like thumbnail versions of mm-hmm. it. Go for it. Yes. My queen. Okay. Um. So my first time was, I was like 22. Okay. No, 20. I don't think I could drink yet. No, I could not drink yet because I had my 21st birthday with my brother and he was the guy that was my first time was already dating. He was dating someone else. Um, Okay. So we were dating for a while. I met he was my brother's roommate. That's how I met him. Um, I had fallen down some stairs in the subway station in Boston, as you do with my my full suitcase behind me. I was wearing some horrible like off-brand payless Ugg boot for some reason because that was a questionable time in my fashion choices. It was cold. I was trying to get to the train for Thanksgiving and I fell and so I twisted my ankle and I fucked my ankle up. My ankle hurt so bad. So me not being like aware that dudes were into me still at this point at like 20 years old or 19 or however old fucking old I was, um, this guy like offered to like wrap my ankle when I got to... Like, my brother's place. It was his roommate. Uh-huh. I met him, whatever. So we date. And it's a while because I'm going back to college, so we're not seeing each other. He's living in Maryland. I'm in um, Massachusetts. And so it was, like, a summer when I was home. And that's when I had, like, my first time. I was so nervous because he was a lot older than me. He was, like, 20 for how I did. He was the older guy, like, 27, I think. And I was just, like, okay. 19, 19 yeah, or 20. Yeah, that's older. That's um. And I was like, oh, my God, he has some experience. Like, oh, my God, this is so scary. But then it was great. And he was like, are you sure that you've never had sex before? And I was like, nope, don't think so. Excuse me, sir. What are you trying to say? Okay. And I didn't really. Oh, I remember being like, oh, you didn't bleed. And then we were like, oh, take it back. There she is. And so that was that was a little bit of like a sorry. But he was like a really nice, kind. It was perfect. He was a perfect he, it, it's great. It ended exactly when it should have ended. It was, I mean, it was a little mm. bit like heartbreaky because it's like you're the guy's first time, whatever. But right, like, right, right. In the grand scheme of things, it was perfect. And it was like he was the perfect first time person. That was his purpose. And right, right. It was delightful. He had a little Coke can penis. It was great. <gasps> Felt great. Yeah. Then I learned oh, to cocaine. upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not that Coke cans aren't great. Rock your Coke cans. But I just. Um. My forever Mine? penis is not a coke can. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, mine, I was 17. Mm-hmm. And it was the summer before senior year. Um, okay. And this was a guy named Michael 
who lived up north. He lived in San Jose, I think. Oh. And we were, okay, you guys, please remember that I'm old. And this was so before the internet was a real thing. He was my pen pal. Mm-hmm. Like pen and paper pen pal. I love this. We met I love this. through the Depeche Mode fan club. Oh my God. Which used to have a zine. And so there was a a pen pal section in the back that you could write to. So he was one of my many pen pals that I had. Um, And he and his family came to like the L.A. area for some reason. It might have been his sister going to school or something like that. But the whole family came. And so we hung out. And he had some other – like he had a friend that was going to be – that lived in L.A. So – we hung out and we're going to have a place to like stay together. So we were all Mm going to be spending the night at this place. And um, I was very nervous, but he was a virgin as well. And we had decided like, let's make this happen. Let's do it. And there was no, like we're boyfriend, girlfriend. Now it was a like, you're in town and I'm in town and we like each other and we haven't done this before. Yeah. Let's Let's do it. Let's hop too. And it was fine. I mean, it was not good. Yeah. (laughs) In retrospect. But I mean, it wasn't like painful. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't emotionally trying or anything. It was like, Mm -hmm. it was awkward. Yeah. We didn't have any idea what we were doing. And it wasn't good. Yeah. But it was fine. Yeah. Like, he was sweet. good first time. And we were both completely unaware of what was supposed to happen. Like, uh, is this, is this it? Are we doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Is this what is this what it is? Huh. <laughs> just noobs, okay. noob squared. Just a couple of noobs. Um, didn't last long. It was fine. Um, I don't think I bled. It mm. didn't oh, hurt. Good, good, good. I was just like, oh, okay. What? Well, that's, that's fine. Something. And then I didn't have sex again until college. Oh, like yeah. my freshman year. So like almost two years. No, no. I guess like a year and a half. Mm, okay. Yeah. No. I guess it could have been almost two years. Yeah. Before I did it again, because I was like, yeah. I just wanted to tick the box. I just yeah. wanted to dab that bingo square. And I was yeah. like, OK, that's well, that's that. We did it. I guess next time I'll do it with some other dude. It was the next time was my psych T.A. I love I love. What was his name? Kirk. Please tell me it was Kirk. Kirk. I love it. Being it was Kirk. Kirk. It was Kirk. And Kirk. I just remembered his last name, but I won't say it out loud. But Ooh, I guess I've held it. myself back from. Yeah. I just remembered that one really funny part about my first time that I had forgotten, but he was really mortified because <gasps> Why? the only condoms he had were like colorful condoms that he had gotten <gasps> from. Oh. Um, he had gotten them from a, um, like a Planned Parenthood clinic kind of thing. And that's like, so that was like a purple and he was like, I'm so, God, I'm so fucking sorry that this is your first time. And it's like a purple or like a green. I was like, I don't care. I was like, just don't hurt me, please. And I remember being so, so scared. It was going to be so painful. Please don't hurt me. all... All I could, all you hear is how painful it is, how painful it is, how painful it is. Yes. But I think that maybe those people are dicks, no pun intended, and not taking their fucking time. You got to ease into that. She's, she's fresh. She's a new, she's, she's a, she's never been 
um, you know, she's never been uh, discovered before. It's never been explored. Right. You've got to take your time. You just shove it in there. <laughs> take that time. Take that time with your purple condom. And yeah, just- I was I remember being terrified, too, because all the young adult novels I read about uh, sexy time, your first time, yeah. said that it was going to hurt. Yeah. It was going to be so painful, so <sighs> yeah. Uh, but it wasn't. I yeah. Mean, but again, he was also a virgin and like didn't have a big dick. So, well, yeah, yeah, he didn't. And after that, I too began to upgrade. Yes, the this I yes, um, because the two that followed were, um, one seemed nearly impossible and never successfully. <gasps> That was the one that you kind of like, to quote my brother, you got to take a running leap at it. But, um, like, um, which is like waiting for Guffman. I do feel like he may need a penis reduction surgery. I don't know. Um, (laughs) but then the other one after that was like just a delightful time. He was great with it. It was great. Um, Oh, God. Oh, sex. Oh, for sex. The things that you, things that, all the things that we've learned. It's great. That's our first time. Okay. Now we're going to get into some responsible times, some adulting. Okay. Okay. We've been, we've had adult activities and now let's adult. What was your first job? Ooh. Okay. So I'm not going to count all the rando babysitting gigs I yeah. did. Because that first, was like, like under the table. Yeah. yeah. Did that for a while. It was pretty good pay. So my first job was I worked at a Pier 1 Imports cashier truck days wow. loading in and out um yeah that was my first job job where i got i signed the form the paperwork i got a w you filled out a w4 yeah it taxed yeah. me wow. yep okay pure one imports it was it was fine <laughs> it wasn't great my my first jobs were smaller and local Mm-hmm. I briefly, right after high school, worked at a front desk at a hotel that's local here in oh, town. Okay. It's supposed to be haunted. Uh, it's called the Glen Tavern in Santa Paula. Yeah. I worked there. It's still still around. It's still a cute uh, wedding venue that new own. It's new owners now. It's not that it wasn't. It was a different owner when I worked there. Uh, but a friend of mine got me the job. I didn't work there very long. I only worked there like during the Christmas season. Um, the manager at the time like wasn't great and she and her boyfriend or husband i can't remember they were married yet they eventually got married um ran it together and he was super creepy oh i remember being told by multiple employees he's really nice just don't let him get you into a room alone oh god yeah so um I only was there for a very brief amount of time. And then my first, like, more permanent job was just a little bit later. I worked at a video store. Oh, yeah. I was a clerk yeah. at a video store for uh, – it was two different owners. Same store, but I, I lasted through two different owners. Um, And I, I think eventually became, like, assistant manager. Um, like, I worked into management. I was, like, management yeah. material. Um. <laughs> And I remember on slow days, we used to play like uh, video store ping pong. So we would take the big video, the oh, big yeah. boxes and like f- um, use something as a ball, like one of those little rubber bouncy balls from the yeah. coin machines and like 
try to just keep it in the air, like, you know, like batting it, like almost like tennis, but not letting it touch the ground. Um, I got robbed at gunpoint there. Ooh, yeah. Um, an older gentleman lost control. Not didn't lose control. He hit the gas instead of the brake, and he went up onto the sidewalk, took out a bench, and crashed into our front, the front of our store. Sweet Jesus! Thankfully, because his window, it, because his car was like a big old Cadillac, like a big yeah, like yeah, grandpa yeah, yeah. Cadillac, and it's lower. Uh, it hit all the brick part, and it missed the giant picture window which would have been right in front of where i was standing so i remember like i was at this at the counter like and i was reading the newspaper and i had just gone outside to grab a newspaper and came back and i was reading the newspaper at the counter and i heard the noise and i looked up and i saw him just barreling down towards me oh and i didn't move i just froze and i just i waited like the car hit the building and i just like blinked really hard and was like meep Oh, and then react and was like, god. "Oh my god, yeah, oh my god, crazy, crazy times." That was a fun job. It paid shit, yeah. but it was fun because yeah. it was like so low stakes. And Angeline used to go to the notary next door. So this current job that I have, there used to be a law office next door to us, and Angeline was their client as well. Yeah, so that makes two jobs where Angeline visited the whatever business was next door. That's insane. Angelina's stalking me. I'm just saying. I think so. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, all my other jobs are very similar to, like, I played in my dad's blues band in high school. Oh. And so I guess I realized, like, oh, yeah, I made some paper that. And then I taught at a school of rock music camp the same summer. So I was, like, working at Pier 1 while I was going to – because I I took a year and did community college. I was, like, Mm -hmm. applying, and I, like, had to – so I did, like, basic credits because it was just cheaper. Um, and mm-hmm. I was applying to music school. And so I did the peer one while I did the um, the community camp. college. And then the oh. camp in the summer, I did that. Um, and then I went to school. And then I did, like, student tutoring, like, peer tutoring. Yeah. That was, like, a student – a peer tutor or whatever. What do you call that? A student – peer student tutoring or something? So, I don't know. I tutored other students, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, after the video store closed eventually, after the second owner closed down, um, I got my first like real, real job. Like that was a real job. Like like mm-hmm. it was a real job. I had to show up and I got taxed and everything. Yeah. But then I entered like a more corporate world. Yes. yes. And I worked for – it was – a low cost clinic that's here in, all over Ventura oh, County. Oh, yeah. I worked as a community outreach worker. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So we did that. outdoor events for the community. It was like a low cost clinic. So we did a lot of stuff with like local schools and like the farm workers that are in the area, like going out to the farms where they're yeah. working and like doing health screenings and crap like that, like helping people fill out applications and like for different kinds of health care that was available and stuff. Um, showing people how to use um, like for clients that for patients that um, we're going to start using like monitoring their blood sugar like showing them how to use the machines right um, doing a lot of pregnancy tests and a lot of like STI type of Mm. birth control family planning counseling Yeah. yeah that was a cool job too but again it paid absolute shit and um 
not all of the locations were safe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one in downtown Oxnard. Bullet holes in the window. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Mm. In both directions. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> cool. There's a story there. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Uh, speaking of your adventures, what was your first car? Oh, my first car. Okay, so. And it can be like the first car you actually got regular access to and then maybe like your first, like it was your car. Okay. So the first, the car that I learned to drive on is the reason that I drive stick to this day. My -hmm. parents were obsessed, much like yourself, with German cars. Um, So we always had, I was brought home in the hospital in a brown and tan um, Vanagon Volkswagen. Um, I was driven around in that car forever. It had only heat and no air conditioning, um, except for in the winter, the heat didn't work. So, yeah, it was quite a wild ride. The seats were extremely rough. Try to sleep on that. You get like mm-hmm. the rug burn on your face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the first car ever, my parents were always into, they would they could never afford like a new car. So mm-hmm. they had this like used lot that they always bought from. And he had like old, old German cars. So this would have been like, when they got this, it was probably like 13 years old by that time, but it was like a, a red BMW. It was amazing. It was boxy. She was beautiful. I She's It was my mom's too. car. It was awesome. I loved it. And it was like, okay, like this car, because I started driving in like what, 2001, 2002. So that car, she was made, she made it. She was like an 85, I think, 83. I was like, okay. So she made it and I was going to get it. And then my brother crashed his car when he was in Virginia because he had like an old Jeep. And so then they gave him that car. I'd learned Your how to car. drive in it. My car. I learned how to drive in it. I remember going to the high school and driving around. And I was like, this is it. I've got it. This is amazing. I love this so much. And then they gave it. So I think they felt bad because it was a combination of like lucky happenstance. Well, not lucky because she passed away. But my my grandmother's sister, my grandmother was one of three sisters. <laughs> And she never had any kids. She couldn't have kids. I know. I was like, that sounds terrible. She was my aunt, my great aunt Lucy. And she never had any kids. But she left for like myself and then the rest of her like, they wouldn't be her great. They'd be great nieces and nephews. She Mm -hmm. left us all a portion of her. Oh, like, yeah, her inheritance. So it didn't cover the whole cost of the car. But I think my parents felt really bad about giving the car to (laughs) my brother um that they i put down the bulk of the money but then they mm-hmm. took out like a small loan and they we got a vw like beetle like the like it was like an sl it was like the it was a stick shift it was a little red beetle and she was that was my car for ever forever forever i love that little thing she she loves a stick shift i love a stick shift yeah i have a stick shift now and a tiny little car yeah. That Beetle, though, was the shit. I loved that thing. It was amazing. I remember I worked the um, the teaching job, and I was mm-hmm. able to save up enough. We had paid it off at that point, and then I could save up enough, and I got a stereo, and I put 
I bought like a new oh. stereo and I put it in there. She was great. Your jams. She had a little like vase for like a uh-huh. flower. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I the first car I well the car I learned to drive in was my mom's old like it was like a Chevy station wagon or something. Nothing special. Yeah. Um, but that's the car I learned to drive on, and then we shared it. Which meant I did errands when she told me to. Yes. Um, occasionally I could drive it to school. Like I could drop her. If I woke up early enough, I could drop her off. The deal was like I had to drop her off at work. Mm-hmm. I could take the car to school, drive myself home, and then go pick her up Yeah. after work. Uh, and I covered the back of that car with stickers. So it was this true mom station wagon with That's like amazing. the Cocteau twins and the chair <laughs> and like stickers like all on the back. And somebody one day asked her about like, what what is that? The Cocteau twins, like like Jack Cousteau, and my mom was like, I guess I don't know. And then she was like, You got me in trouble. Like it's like people are like noticing your stupid stickers on the back of my car. Um, and I was like, Okay, whatever. And then that car, my mom eventually got a new car. I think she got like a Toyota or something. And then when I was a senior, um, my parents had asked me before, like, did I want a quinceanera or did I want to wait for I, when I turned 18 and mm-hmm. get a car? And I was like, Ooh. I'll take the car, y'all, 100%. Car, please. Yeah. Fucking party where everybody's going to stare at me or a car. I'll take the car. So when I turned 18, they helped me buy a brand new Toyota Corolla. Amazing. It was, uh, it was a 92. So I think it was like 19... 19- it may have been like the 93s were already out, but okay. I got the 92. Mm-hmm. So it maybe was right before I turned 18. Um, and it was a little gray Toyota. I named it Princess Buttercup. And she got me through the end of high school. I was v- clearly very, very lucky that I got to have a brand new car. My yeah. parents didn't want me to drive a used car if I could avoid it. So they agreed that they would pay the payments for the first year. And then after that, it would be my responsibility. Um, but I think I actually ended up getting like two years of car payments out of them. Yeah. Um, and it was because I went to school. Like I got right. a full scholarship to like a local, well, kind of local place, Cal Lutheran in, uh, in Thousand Oaks. Um, I got a full scholarship. So they were like, okay, you can, we can keep paying for the car as long as you're in school. Yeah. But that was kind um, of our rule too. Like as yeah. long as you're like doing something productive and this is going to yeah. eventually have a payout like go for it but once I started working I got that job at the video store um I made my own car payment they paid for my car yeah. insurance and then I I paid the car payment um I oh god I remember like at the time thinking it was it was like so much money it was like 193 dollars or something yeah. fucking ridiculous um yeah oh god I the car got paid off I was coming down I was driving on the on the 101 I was coming down the Conejo grade so on the 101 north between Thousand Oaks and Camarillo I was coming down the they call it the Conejo grade it's a pretty Mm -hmm. steep grade and it was raining and my back tire blew out (gasps) and I spun I fishtailed really violently and then I spun around and traveled down the grade backwards. Oh, my God. And then the car kept spinning. And as it spun, it was also swerving to the left. 
So I ended up crashing into the center divider on my way down. But I like, I had no control over the car. There is, if I had kept going straight, I was going to go into the side of a mountain. And because the freeway goes left at that very, Mm -hmm. like Camarillo Mm -hmm. Springs. I know exactly where you're talking about. So luckily the car, because it was spinning, was traveling, drifting to the left. So I ended up drifting with the freeway and crashed into the center divider just at the end of that like curve at the bottom of the grade. And then another car hit my car after we'd already gotten out. We got out of the car and everything got across the freeway. Traffic had stopped. But then because my a little bit of the back end of my car was sticking out into that right lane, Mm -hmm. somebody hit the back of my car and then somebody else hit the person who hit my car. Oh my God. I totaled it. I hadn't gotten the pink slip in the mail and I totaled it. And then became then began my uh, Volkswagen years. I had three oh. Volkswagen Jettas after that. Yeah, um, and that's when the Germans took over my my uh, my heart in uh, yeah. in car as far as cars go. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love that Princess Buttercup. It was such a cool car. It had an eye liquid eyeliner stain that never wore off <sighs> along the top because we were getting right. We were going to a club. We were going clubbing to like a goth club in Hollywood. And I was doing my eyeliner and someone like, I think I had the eyeliner pen like in my hand uh-huh. and somebody knocked on the door or something happened. Mm. And I got scared and I like, I flung my hand back and I made like a big mark uh, on the car, like on the inside, which I guess over time, because I never wiped it off, must've just baked in. Yeah. And it never came off. And I always remember, I was like, I remember that. That's like an eyeliner. That's like L'Oreal eyeliner. It never came off. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Okay. Okay. Now, just because I couldn't think of this in the right order, we're going to go back to childhood a little bit. Okay. Do you remember buying your first bra? Um, I don't. Here's why. I did not get my boobs (gasps) in for a very, very 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 long time because my period didn't happen until i was like 14 or 15 okay so i was late period and then i legit didn't fully get my boobs until i was probably like like the size they are now probably 18 like as they took a while i i was a i was a late i was a slow slow i was like a crock pot she was a grower not a shower yeah <laughs> so i don't i wore like those like um little like training bras forever yeah. and sports yeah, yeah. bras i was a very sporty i guess you sporty could call it tomboy which is like yeah. you know i just was i was a t-shirts and sports bra gal like that's that was my life i was playing softball i was playing guitar and I do not, I don't even know, because I was also the, the baby, so I don't even know if we went out and bought me a new oh. bra. I don't know if I just got, I got so many hand-me-downs. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just new stuff. Also, too, like, we were pretty poor, especially when the three of us were all there. My parents, mm-hmm. once more of us kind of shuffled out of the house, they were able to, like, but kids are fucking right, right. expensive. So yeah. I got the, you know whatever either it was whatever we got from walmart or whatever was your sister's that doesn't fit her anymore whatever she doesn't want yeah i remember my first bra okay this is gonna come as a shock to you but as you were a tomboy 
I was a pageant queen. Yes. But I just didn't participate in pageants. I wanted a bra <laughs> so bad. Oh. Um, I wanted a bra more than anything in the world at that age. I was in third grade. Um, I just wanted this bra. And that was an age when it was like third or fourth grade where one of my friends must have started developing a little uh. early and she got a training bra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, I need it. I want it. Gotta have oh. it. Um, please. <laughs> My mom also worked for a lingerie company at the time. Okay. She was like what the manufacturing plant. She was a supervisor. So she got to bring home samples and things that they were working on. And she would like sometimes it would just like come home with her. She was working yeah. on it from home or just showing us or whatever. So I got to see lingerie very, very early. And my mom always had really fancy bras and underwears and, and underwears, yeah. underwear, <laughs> slips. And it was like full slip, half slip, uh, nightgowns, like l- the little jackets that went over the oh, nightgowns cute. and robes and stuff. Because it was whatever they were making, like mm-hmm. employees got to, you know, samples of stuff. Yeah. So I was very, very bra and like panty aware and I wanted a bra. I wanted a bra so bad. I had no boobs, no boobs at all. Um, but my mom was like, okay, sure. So we went to the Broadway, oh a department store from back in the day. And my mom got me two training bras. And I, they were basically like, it was an undershirt in the shape of a bra, like two little mm-hmm. triangles. Yeah. Um, and it was just like t-shirt material with a little bit of lace. Yeah. So a little pink bow in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And I got two or three of them. And I remember like my mom told my dad what we were shopping for. And I was mortified because oh, in the car on the, the way worst. home, I remember the freeway exit. Every time I get on that freeway exit, I think about like, <laughs> this is the exit where my dad acknowledged that I had just gotten bras. Uh... So when we got home, I got I took the bras and I like put them in my drawer and stuff. And my dad took the shopping bag that they had come in and wrote the date on it and put it in like my baby suitcase Stop as a joke. But it. I think it's still in there somewhere. Yeah. Oh my god. I did not need them, but I just I wanted it was just the ritual. I loved I love like the ritual of getting dressed and makeup and hair. Like I from the fucking beginning I was into it oh my god i love how different we were i wanted to run kicking and screaming to the hills as far away from anything feminine that i could possibly i do not know how i ended up here today as i am now but oh my god i wanted i didn't i I remember feeling embarrassed that I hadn't gotten my cycle yet, but also like not fucking caring. Like I, if it was at all like quote unquote, like girly or feminine, no, thank, no, thank you. I didn't want a single bit of it at all. And yeah, I don't know why. I don't exactly know why, but I just it made me so uncomfortable and still to this day some things do make me a little uncomfortable but i think thank god for the the loosening of the gender roles and the oh, yeah. you know the yeah. beautiful trailblazers that are you non-binary queens i love you so much like expanding the horizons of what it is to just be a person and a human and you can like whatever oh, and i still love it all like i know i, I love that tutorial i want makeup tutorials makeup 
and hair that I'll never wear, never be able to do. I love um, that. I just love, I really, there's something so soothing to me about the ritual of getting ready in the morning. Mm. Like, I remember watching my mom putting on makeup, like, just slack-jawed, like, one day, this oh. will be mine. One day, I, too, will cover my face in pancake makeup. <laughs> um, and so now in the morning, like, when I'm getting dressed, it's a very soothing thing to me to get up and have, like, private time in the bathroom where I'm mm-hmm. just, like, doing my things and putting on my beauty products. And yeah, I love it. I love the the whole ritual. Oh, that's so funny. out clothes and like, who am I going to be today? What character am I going to... Oh, see, I do like that. Who am I going to put on today? Clothes. Once I figured out that I could decide how I wanted to express myself Mm -hmm. and express my versions of like femininity, I really was super into it. But I'm very into that. Like, um, it takes effort, but it looks like you didn't put any effort. It's a very French thing, I guess, where Mm -hmm. it's like... Mm -hmm. Yes, this took time, but I'm just going to pretend like it didn't. Um, Takes a little skill, too, to 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 accomplish something that looks like you didn't do much. Mm, yeah. Takes more time. Like they have it down. Makeup, minimal makeup takes the most time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's kind of like with um, sometimes like I think about like with baking or cooking something that seems very simple. Yeah. But if it's not done perfectly – it's going to be a hot mess. And I imagine with like songs even like, yeah, a simpler song, there's less things to distract you. So it needs Mm -hmm. to be, it needs to be done right. Yeah. For it to be that good. Yeah. It's like deceptively simple. Yeah. What's funny is my ritual I realize is also from my, my mom but it's coffee in the morning with a little bit of downtime Mm. that is my like soothing i have to do it if i'm not able if i'm in a rush in the morning oh my god i need a good 20 to 30 minutes of just sitting and drinking my coffee and it's not even so much the caffeine but it's just that's what i watched my mother do Mm -hmm. I smelled the coffee when I would get up in the morning and then I would watch her just drink her coffee in a chair. Maybe she was crocheting and drinking the coffee and it was just Mm -hmm. that little bit of like her precious, precious, which I was probably fucking it up like good morning, but like her precious downtime where she just had her coffee and I'll, yeah, I'll never forget that. Like cream, a little bit of sugar and that was her, that was her jam and her old coffee. Her boyfriend loves his morning coffee ritual. Mm. Mm. And it smells so good. I just don't like hot coffee. Oh, my God. It is. It smells amazing. But if you put a cup in front of me, I'd be like, oh, no, thank you. I don't want it. I just want, can I just smell it? I don't want it. How about the first time you were on the World Wide Web? Or oh like the first things you remember from the okay. World Wide Web? Okay. So we got a computer from my dad's work. So we got it pretty early on. So my dad is a crystallographer and he worked at the Naval Academy He's since retired. Um, and so he was able to, he needed a computer to work at home. And I'm talking like old, gray, Dell, huge, bulky. And my dad was always like piecing computers together. Um, so these were like parts, spare parts of old computers that they had like in his lab or something. And I remember it was an AOL 
disc that we got and we did the trial and it was the dial-up sound and we had certain amount of time that we could be on it because if you were online you couldn't get any calls coming through Mm -hmm. into your house so we were only allowed to be on it for a very 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 short 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 period of time and then I do remember eventually changing over to like a different internet that wasn't AOL um but I remember doing like a GeoCities um, website, yes. and I remember ICQ. For those, of I you. remember ICQ. I had a really early generation like ICQ number. I remember you oh. used to compare ICQ numbers with people. Yeah. Like, oh, you're like a one. Oh, yeah. Like I'm happy that like you're like I like you're at seven digits. Oh, I'm at six digits. Yeah, I got in really uh, early. Like, just like <laughs> remember the flower. You could send I do it to a way. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, um, I remember ICQ. Yeah. And I just remember people's, like, there were not a lot of websites that you could go visit. I don't remember no, doing a no. lot of that. Um, I remember, I think, like, because I was a youth, I think there was, like, a Nickelodeon website that you could go to, <laughs> maybe. But I also remember just doing a lot of online chatting. There was a lot of like, like oh, yeah. Alamac chat was a thing that I would use. Um, and a lot of this I just got from like my brother. Um, mm-hmm. I would get like, oh, you went there? Oh, okay. And then I'm going to go there. Um, but yeah, I just remember a lot of ICQ and then eventually Instant Messenger. But that was like afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ooh, I just remember that modem sound. I remember it well. Um, we actually had two phone lines because mm. I had my own number when growing up. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was two different numbers that went to the same phone line. So my number had a different ring than the regular house number. Okay, and then yeah. eventually we got two separate lines. When I was like a hardcore gabber mm-hmm. as a teen, I loved being on the fucking phone. Um. And I, my parents did eventually just caved and gave us two different lines because I was always on the phone. Yeah. And my mom was as big of a chatterbox on the phone as I was. <laughs> um, and so because we had the two lines, when I went online, uh, the calls could come to the regular oh, line. Oh, okay. Un- uninterrupted. But I too, I remember being on ICQ and ICQ, I heard about because my friend Nancy was who was also online and was a much bigger nerd and really into like going online so she was the one who would tell me like oh I went to this site and be like oh my god me too I gotta go there so it was a lot of chat rooms it was ICQ it was a lot of weird chat rooms yeah a lot of sexy sexual chat rooms that where I quickly got in over my head yeah same um it was just like suddenly I found myself suddenly it's 4 a.m. and I'm talking to like a married man from like, you know, Wisconsin or something. Oh, my fucking God. I wanted to know in the comments how many of y'all that are at least of our ages yes. experience that because I feel like a lot of us got way too into these like internet chats at a young age. Mm-hmm. And here you are, me, some dumb, dumb, like. 12 year old talking to this like 45 year old guy named Bruce or something. And yes, what yes, I, I, I apologize for all the people I catfished who may have also been catfishing me. 
I never gave my real details, never no. gave my real name. I had a whole, I had different personas that I would go to. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I was always brunettes though. I never, never tried to be a blonde. I don't, can't do pull off a blonde. Yeah. Um, but I, I had like different descriptions of myself, different ages, different like jobs. So I would say like to this person, I would say like, oh, I'm a college student who's this age. And this other thing, like I, I would say like, oh, I'm like a, I'm an accountant or I'm a bookkeeper of this age. And I always went like super boring because it was like, oh, I'm like a high, pri- a high profile lawyer working on this or this. I was like, no, you wouldn't be online chatting to some ding dong. <laughs> You're like a substitute teacher or something. Yeah continuing with the dangerous World Wide Web mm-hmm. and opening us to questionable circles of friends. Um, let's talk about the first time we had drinks, like alcoholic beverages. Okay. And then the first time we had, as Katie described it, one of those can't hardly wait type parties, like a okay. big, crazy, you're drinking, unsupervised type of party. Yes. Okay, so my first drink, like, was a little uneventful because my parents my mom was always into like well she would never give us like full glasses of wine but we could have Mm -hmm. a little bit of wine it wasn't a thing like I don't think she wanted us to be also like she comes from eastern European descent Mm -hmm. so like that was just treated differently yeah um and so I had like little glasses of red wine here and there ever since I was probably like 12 13 like little like mm-hmm. a, on occasion wasn't a constant right. but then the first time I ever had like alcohol that was like out of the house my parents didn't know right. was also I think like a white wine spritzer and I was panicked because I was neurotic I had an anxiety disorder which didn't get diagnosed until like my early 30s and so I was like so panicked I really I thought I was drunk and I didn't really have much of anything and that was when I was like 17 I was not Mm -hmm. cool I was not being invited to parties I was not raging I was not drinking doing anything uncouth I was literally sitting on my computer on AOL chat like that's what I was doing um and then my first like rager party that I went to would have been in college and it was oh it was so fun it was the first like group big group of friends that I'd ever had I never had a big group of friends in high school I had like two main friends and then one like it was all sprinkled but we didn't have like this big group of friends like this big hangout and in Mm -hmm. college I got that finally there was like seven eight of us and we threw this huge party it was like my first like horrible hangover understanding what that feels like and it was just oh it was like it was delightful people were laying on each other people were like half closed half not like listening to me I mean it was a nerdy party still because we were all giant big old nerds (laughs) I remember at one point this is such a random memory laying on top of one of my friends named Ryan and he started talking about like sea turtles (laughs) he was something like this is how sea turtles may have sex or something and I'm like huh okay and I think I remember in that moment being like oh I'm I'm at like a party like I'm doing the thing I think all of us though were we were all super nerds in high right. school. So I think we were all kind of experiencing like the raging and there were bigger Party, ones after yeah. that, but that was the first, the first one ever. I can remember sipping champagne mm. probably was the first drink I ever had. And it was like not quality champagne. It was like 
at a champagne fountain at a wedding. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. like, you know, cheap champagne from like a family wedding that like somebody had it in one of those like plastic champagne glasses. Mm-hmm. And I think I mixed it with punch. Okay, yeah. And tasted it, but like didn't like it, tossed it and like just got a glass of punch. Um, I remember like getting sips of beers and margarita as a kid, margaritas yeah. as a kid. And this was like not 12. This was like I was like a little, <laughs> little kid. Yeah. And I think it was just one of those cultural things. Like my parents yeah. weren't major drinkers and I think that they didn't want it to be an issue and they didn't see a problem. Like give her a sip because she's not going to like it. Yeah. It's going to be gross. I think I did that with the and, beer of my dad's once. Like, oh, yeah. Like, like that's what happened. I like drank it and was just kind of like, Ooh, not for me. Yeah. And I think I've gone with the narrative that I didn't drink before I was 21 really. And I just realized like, I'm a big fucking liar. <laughs> I 100% drank before I was 21. I think that this must've been senior year. I had a fake ID. So I got a fake ID. I Okay, look. I was like the wildest nerd you ever met. Mm-hmm. I had a fake ID. Why? So I could go to a Depeche Mode fan convention. I love it. Because it was 18 or over and I was only 16 and I wanted mm-hmm. to go. And my parents went with me to go get the fake ID. I love it. Because this was back in the day. You could go to these places and you just filled out the form and they took your picture and it was a California ID, but not mm-hmm. from the DMV. Yeah. And they were everywhere and everybody used them to get in everywhere. And I didn't want to drink with it. I just wanted to get into the club. So I never yeah. made myself over 21. I just made myself 18. Yeah. So I could get into this uh, fan club uh, convention thing. And oh, God, I just remembered that fan convention. It was so much fun. Um, I was only 16, so I was having the time of my fucking life. There were no members of the band there because, of course, yeah. not. But it yeah. didn't matter. Like, we won a ride in a limo. It, it, it was so much fun. Anyway, whatever. So... By the time I was in high school, like by the time I was 18, the ID was still had a couple years left on it. And so I could be 21. Yeah. So I never bought alcohol with it. But if I got caught with alcohol, I reason like, but I have this ID. Mm-hmm. So what we would do is we would buy, get like older friends or like sometimes an older cousin of mine who was, uh, could buy booze would buy a bottle of Boone's farm. Oh, uh huh. Strawberry Hill or sangria was my jam. Yep. Sam strawberry Hill was more popular, but sangria tasted better to me mm-hmm. because it was fruity. It was like fruit yeah. punch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I would go to the circle K that's still just down the block. Yeah. I would get the big, big, big gulp, put ice in it. No soda, just the ice. And then I would go up to the front and pay for it as if I had bought a soft drink, but it was just ice. And then I would open the bottle of Boone's Farm and put the entire bottle into this big gulp and then go to Hollywood with my friends drinking it. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Um, It was so stupid because it was the (laughs) worst alcohol. It was just sugar water. Oh, yeah. And it was terrible. And – um. 
I never bought drinks when I was out and about. Like that was the way I snuck drinks was I would get Strawberry Hill. And I think that my mom even knew I was doing it. Like she knew in some cases she would buy Strawberry Hill because she Mm -hmm. liked it. Because then Mm -hmm. I introduced my poor sweet mother introduced her to drinking Strawberry Hill (laughs) and she liked it. So she would buy multiple bottles of it and like wouldn't care if I had some or took one or whatever. Um. And then going to clubs, I guess, was like my version of like a big, wild, drunken night. Yeah. I was probably higher on like a sugar, more of a sugar high than an actual drunk. Yeah. Um, But like, I remember going to like a weird rave at Ventura Theater. Uh, like we went to see The Cure in Pasadena. We went to see, oh God, we saw Depeche Mode a bunch of times. Um. We saw a bunch of like random shows like Nine Inch Nails, but at the then Universal Amphitheater, I forgot what it's called now, the Gibson, mm. I think, or something. Yeah, but used, I think you're the, right. It's the Universal. Everybody knows it's the yeah. Universal. Like we saw New Order at uh, the Hollywood Bowl. So many like oh. really fun shows and weird goth clubs. I was like living my best life. And this is why I didn't have friends in high school because I was like yeah. 16. 17, 18, I didn't have anything in common with the kids I went to high school with. All my friends were older. Yeah. And we were going to Hollywood and going to goth clubs. And I didn't give a shit about yearbook. Oh, my God. And was also kind of a bitch. So I, like, wasn't <laughs> super popular. I I do remember the first, like, it would, like, not – so I went to Berkeley. And then there were all these colleges in Boston, like – around you and I remember the first like where it was like other people from other colleges coming to this like apartment like Mm -hmm. hang huge huge party probably the drunkest I have ever been amidst the drunkest people I've ever been I don't know why I didn't mention this one because maybe it wasn't my first but this was the wildest party I've ever been to because I remember my band that I was in at the time we were all there and I was like super into the drummer at the time he's a very very sweet guy he's now married he lives in brooklyn he has a tea company he's amazing but i was really really into him and then someone else was like really into him as well and there are so many great pictures i should find them from this party this is what i'm doing is i'm trying to find pictures from a a a rage a rager my favorite memory is i was sitting i was sitting at the kitchen table in this apartment in jamaica plains and my friend Caitlin, who was a really talented singer-songwriter herself, and she was drinking straight whiskey, I remember. Whew. And she was she was she was eating a bowl of what she thought were almonds. I may have told this story once before, but it's my favorite oh. thing in the world. And I remember watching her do this, and it was we were, I was so drunk. But then I remember seeing her spit out the almond. Because she realized that she was not eating almonds. She was eating the pits of olives that people had discarded from their mouth into this tiny bowl. She was eating teeny tiny almonds. Because she was crunching like, and she couldn't break them up. God. That's how drunk everyone was. It was delightful. Oh, my God. It was so fun. That's disgusting. I have a friend who didn't realize 
she was eating the discarded uh, edamame pods. <laughs> and we have one last first before we uh, we end. Wrap up. So we're going to go with the controversial. Yes. Let's get risque. Yes. First drug. Okay. First like drug experience that you were you can remember. So the first time I smoked was with my brother, but the first like drug experience I had was I've told the story before, but I my dear dear friend, the only other female bass player with me um in college, she is from California. She was living in the valley when I was living in the valley. We hung out at her apartment all the time. Um and we made brownies and she was a big smoker but she wasn't a big edible person and so be my favorite story we used so much weed we put so much fucking weed in those brownies and we did the classic classic mistake but i was like i'm a super noob she at least smokes all the time she's gonna know oh no no past past time katie no incorrect so we fucking ate like half that fucking pan of brownies. We got so stoned. And I was like flipping out because I got like cotton mouth. I get cotton mouth really bad when I'm super, super stoned. And so I was eating. I had convinced myself that I keep eating Sour Patch Kids that I was going to be fine. I could still swallow because I could swallow something. And I drink shit ton of water when I'm stoned because I'm like, okay, well, if I'm still, my mind goes, if I'm still eating and I'm still drinking, I'm still alive. So you're fine. <laughs> so she's also fucking tripping. And she's like, I need to complete silence. So we're in her living room. She goes into her bedroom. and <laughs> She's in there in the dark, which felt like she was in there for like 20 minutes. I think she's probably in there for like five minutes. She comes out. She's like, it's too dark. And I'm like, OK, so I have the news on, which always helps me when I'm having a bad trip because it's like, OK, well, that like this is happening in real time. So I, I always have to just convince myself I'm alive because basically I'm alive. I'm fine. I'm not going to die. So I kind of fall asleep <laughs> for like a little bit. And when I wake up, she had these like. It was a very bachelor pad, like leather couches situation. And it was so warm and I was so warm. And I remember waking up and being like, oh, my God, I my legs have melded into just one leg. I I just have one leg. That's all I have. Yeah, I just did like but it was like it was like at a point like it was like a peg leg. Like I just had like a point. And I remember thinking like, okay, well. I mean, I guess this is me now. I guess we deal. But I remember just feeling like I was like mushing into the couch and I was so stoned. I was still stoned the next day driving home, I think. Oh, God, because I just I I was perma stoned for like two days because we put so much fucking weed in those brownies. You did all the weeds. We did all the weeds and we did that like, I'm not feeling it. Should we have more? Okay. Oh. I'm still not feeling it. Should we have more? Okay. So then when we woke up the next day, we were like, oh my God. And we tried to walk to Burger King and I almost walked out into traffic. And then we got in there and there were cops in there and we were all paranoid. And then um, I remember my friend was like, oh my God, you should see your eyes. And I was like, you should see your eyes. Because her eyes were, all of her eyes were like completely bloodshot. Oh my god! But we got those. Those fries were good, though. We got. We ended up successfully getting. God, we were probably so fucking stoned. Those poor cashiers were probably like, Jesus fucking Christ. But man, damn, those were salty and delicious. 
and then I went back for home some and reason, I said, like you going to Burger King is the part of that story I always remember. <laughs> That's like the most shocking part. Like, Katie at a Burger King? Oh my god, I love a French fry. And they are uh, gluten free, so you know, good job, Burger yeah. King. Um my okay. I was a very like I, I I guess I forgot I was a bit of a drunk as a teenager. Um, but I didn't do drugs. Like I, mm-hmm. I didn't have access to them. I didn't know where to get them. I didn't know how to get them. I didn't know how to do them. I was very like, is that a weed? <laughs> like I, I wouldn't have known anything. And I grew up with cousins who like smoked a lot of weed. And so mm-hmm. I knew what it smelled like and like what it looked like, but I never actually did it myself, you know? Yeah. So I, okay. I don't always make great choices. So whereas somebody would have had a nice, you know, let's get a little stoned experience, be their first drug um, time, I went straight to meth. Not great. I had a relative of mine who, one of my cousins, who got into meth and went to a very dark place, um, but he had it on him. And this is before it went dark. This is when it was still lighthearted, lighthearted meth. Um, and he was like, do you want to do some? And then we'll like, again, we'll go to Hollywood. It was this whole Hollywood thing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So first of all, the very first time he, he laid out a line for me, I exhaled instead of inhaled. (laughs) So I just sent it all scattering and yeah. So then we got it back together and he was like, you have to exhale or you have to inhale not exhale because I put like the, the it was like a rolled up 20 or a straw yeah. or something uh, into my like nose and I breathed out <laughs> that seemed right to me so then I, I finally got it I got it it was terrible because it burned and mm. it tasted awful and it was just like a, oh it was like a no and I knew instantly like Oh, I'm not an uppers kind of gal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't great. This is not my jam, baby. How long before this wears off? Like, immediately, my first question was, how long is it going to be like this? Yes. Um, Thankfully, not long. But I remember looking at my eyes in, because I, this is, we did it before we went to Hollywood. So, we were going to be home for a couple hours because I guess in our mind it was like, oh, let's like see what it does to us before we go out and make sure like we're okay. And I was fine. I cleaned out my car though. I did do the like stereotypical like, like I went like was cleaning my car. And I remember looking at myself in the rearview mirror and seeing my eyes doing the Felix the cat like real fast back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, well, that ain't good. That's not cute. Oh, my God. I'm not going to be able to hide this from my parents. They didn't notice anything. It was fine. And then, like, we did more when we got to Hollywood, I think. But it was just, like, it didn't feel good. And this is the part of my bad decision making is not only did I decide my first experiment with a drug would be, you know, it's not like black tar heroin, but to go from, like, nothing to like oh let's do meth cool and oh i don't like the way this feels to later being like well i'll just do a little more to make sure yeah Yeah. i'm absolutely positive i hate this this is terrible i don't like it i don't want to go faster i only want to go slightly slower once in a while but Mm -hmm. for the most part like i'm fine yeah so uh after that 
I think this is the story that I've told before about the rave I went to with a friend of mine Mm -hmm. where we did ecstasy, but no one told us not to eat. Oh, yeah. I guess it was assumed that we would be experienced. Again, I was I am of the is that a weed place. So we ate a huge dinner of (laughs) Thai Chinese food. So it was like noodles, rice, stuff that really is going to soak everything up, you know. And everybody was rolling like a couple hours before we felt anything. And I was like, I don't like this. I'm not a hippie, you guys. Yeah. I'm I'm not about plur. I would just love it if everybody would stop trying to touch me and just left me the fuck alone. Yeah. So we went to the cab of my friend's car. And I just ate blow pops for hours oh, as I started to roll. Delightful. And for me, that was a great roll because yeah. I was by I was with my friend. She yeah. wasn't t- trying to touch me. And I had a bag of blow pops. That's and amazing. I was just like, and then when it was done, toss the stick, grab another one. The worst part, I think, was in the morning after we I eventually fell asleep. And when I woke up, my eyes were still really big. I had like the big uh, ecstasy cartoon eyes. Yeah. And I got called into work to that video store job. <gasps> oh, no. And I was like, I can't. I don't feel I'm like, I'm, I'm not. I think I like I just told him I was like, oh, I can't. Like I went camping with my friend Jen. We're like hours and hours away. And luckily, this was the second owner of the store. I had a big crush on my friend Jen. And as uh, soon as he heard I was with Jen, I was like off the hook. I didn't have to like come in. But uh, I, I even asked her, I was like, is it like, could I go to work like this? And she was like, no, you look, you look demented. Oh you look, your eyes are like God. this big. You can't go to work. <laughs> and I kept trying to squint to make them smaller and it wasn't working. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. That's it's, wild. It's, it's not great. And then we found out from my friend that like their the ecstasy was like it was cut with heroin or there was like Ooh. heroin in it. She's like, oh, so if you felt bad, like if your stomach kind of hurt a little bit, that was probably the heroin. I was like, excuse me, the what? No. Hmm? The who? The who was in there? The what? Oh, I don't like that. Um, I think that that was good. That We'll wrap it up That's, uh, here. That's our uh, lists of some, but not all, of our first because we are ladies yeah. of mystery ah. and um, will not be defined by you. I don't know where I'm going. So if this is your first episode and you'd like to hear Sorry. more of us, you can check our back catalog. If you look for uh, The Bottom Bible, Anywhere podcasts are streamed, we will be there. You can reach out to us at thebottombible at gmail.com. Check us on Instagram. It is thebottombible. You can send us DMs. You can comment on the episode posts. We encourage it. And stick around for next week because it is our 100th episode. I have been sober for the last four weeks. I think I might actually, we can do a bevy a drink to celebrate. Oh. You only have a 100 episode. You only have a 100, 100th episode once. So that was very, it, very, very hard to say. So probably going to have, got to have some champagne. I feel like that's like the only appropriate beverage some for a celebratory. Some champagne would be good. I got to remember like to a, get some champagne. A sparkling bevy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Of some kind. And um, yeah, we're going to answer some questions that y'all have asked us. We've had some DMs, some emails, some personal questions, some texting questions. It's been amazing. Slide into the DMs as you listen to this before Mm -hmm. this episode ends. You go to Instagram, DM us questions. We, if we get enough champagne in us, maybe we'll answer some inappropriate ones. I mean, try your luck. 
Um, Try it. But yeah, that's it. That's it. That's, so, that's the first of our firsts. Yeah. And it won't be the last. I don't know. Yes, I love Truly, it. We will know. see you with the alpha and the omega of it all next Stop. week <laughs> for the 100th episode. Holy crap. Goodbye for the 99th time. God, bye. To tell me what you want from me.